Welcome back to Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin, and today I'm going to be talking to you about things you can consider when choosing where to train. So I just want to start off by saying, as long as you're hardworking, you're passionate about what you do, you keep going after rejections, and you're doing what you love, I truly believe you can make it from absolutely anywhere. However, I do think it's great to find somewhere that specialises in performing arts training, whether it be a specialist performing arts department or whether it be a specialist school or conservatoire that trains performers. I really would recommend looking into those to give yourself the best chance you can of securing yourself a job in this industry. So today I wanted to talk to you about this because I get asked so much, can you recommend where I should go and train as a performer? Now, I never answer that question showing bias to certain colleges, and there's two reasons why. One, I haven't trained everywhere, (laughs) so it would be incredibly unfair of me to say, oh yeah, go train here, and I have no idea what the training is like. Second of all, I don't know who you are as a person. Um, You will be very different to me, undoubtedly. Everyone's different, everyone's unique, and what may be right for you is not going to necessarily be right for me and what may be right for me might not necessarily be right for you so if I recommend somewhere that's based on me not based on you so instead of naming actual places because everyone's different and everywhere is different and I haven't trained everywhere I have to come up with a couple of factors of things you can consider. So when you're doing your research, when you're looking around on open days, audition days, when you're looking at where to train, I have come up with some factors that I think you should consider when you're looking at it and when you're making your decision. Now, obviously, I have been through a bit of the run of the mill when training. I went to a college that was really close to me. It was specialising in performing arts. It was his first ever intake and then went bankrupt through its first year. I then, three days later, auditioned for a school, which I had no say in, um, but they got me an audition there. So I just went and hoped for the best. Got in there, spent a year and a half there. Then I had the choice of where to train and went off and trained for three years after that. So within the people that I've met, within the places I've trained at, looking when. I was younger about where I wanted to train, I've realised there were quite a few factors that we need to take into account. So some were big parts of my decision making, but some I didn't really consider and I know other people didn't. And looking back, I think had I have considered those things, I reckon I still will have ended up where I ended up. I think it was definitely the right place for me. But for other people, I know they probably would have gotten somewhere different to train. So I think I was quite lucky in retrospect. But here are some things that you can consider when looking where to train. And hopefully you'll find these helpful. So the first thing is the course. There are many different types of courses. There are different courses in length. Some are foundation courses, which is like an introductory year. Um... And then there are two-year courses, three-year courses, four-year courses, all in performing arts. However, 
there are different streams you can go down. So there can be acting courses, musical theatre courses, dance courses, and again, they come off in their own separate little streams as well. In the musical theatre, you might have a heavily dance-based course. You might have a course that's mainly acting and singing. You might have a dance-based course that's classical dance. You might have a commercial-based dance course. Um, you might have classical acting or contemporary acting. So there's so many different streams and courses out there. I would always recommend looking at the timetable because I think that was one of the main things that people didn't realise when they went to a college. They saw a musical theatre course and they were like, great, I'm so excited to do musical theatre. But then actually they got two acting lessons a week, two singing, and then the rest dance. It was a really heavily dance-based course. And they wanted to be an actor-singer, but they'd seen musical theatre and thought it was for them. So you really need to look at the timetable because each timetable is going to have different quantities of things. I know when I was looking, I wanted to have the option to do either. And dance had always been my passion. So I knew I wanted to go somewhere that did musical theatre, but had a heavy dance focus. But some of the courses didn't do things like pas de deux, or they didn't do as many different dance styles. And knowing that I didn't know at that time whether I wanted to go into dance or musical theatre, I wanted to give myself a wide breadth of... Um, knowledge in each subject before I chose to make a decision. Um, So for me, it was really, really important that I got a really diverse timetable. So I would always recommend trying to find a timetable online or if you can look in the prospectus or request a timetable or when you go for an open day, have a look at theirs, that would really help you in your decision. Two is the qualification. So for myself, I didn't have any A-levels and I wasn't old enough to qualify to do a degree course. So degree was out the window for me. However, I could do a BTEC or a diploma. Now, I knew having been at a college that then went bankrupt that anything can happen. It was a bit of reality shock for me. So I knew I wanted something to fall back on, worst case scenario, if... I was to ever get injured or if things all of a sudden went in a completely another direction that I that I'd hoped I wanted a qualification to fall back on so I tried to get something with the highest level qualification that I was eligible for when studying so for me that was a level 6 extended diploma so I was looking for courses predominantly with a level 6 extended diploma the third thing is Location. When I was on my foundation course, I ended up being somewhere that was all on one road. The school was on one road, there was a co-op, there was a pharmacy, there was a post office, there was another like, I think it was a Heron Foods or something, um, like supermarket, there was the doctor's surgery, like everything was all on one road, including all the student accommodation because it was owned by the principal. Everyone who pretty much went to the college went was staying in these houses. 
and we were all together and you could go around to each other's houses so it's a very community feel and like I say everything was on that one road that was great and really reassuring for me with no sense of direction just leaving home at 16 that I wasn't going to get lost that my parents knew that I wasn't going to get lost on the way home from school there was only one place I could be and that was on that road however (laughs) there was nowhere for me to work in that year and I was able to go home quite a lot I knew when I was starting to study a three-year that that was not going to be the case I wasn't going to be able to get home as much so I wanted somewhere that did have a place where I could go and get work or have a social life or go out to restaurants or go shopping or you know I don't even like shopping but just a town (laughs) rather than a road. Also location, can you commute? I mean, for the first ever college that I went to, I was commuting 45 minutes each way and it was really convenient. It was super convenient and it got me used to training while living at home. Um, So the pressure was off a little bit. If I had a really rough day, my mum often felt sorry for me and made me dinner. Um, You know, and that was so lovely. So that for me was really great for when I first started at the college. Obviously, that didn't quite go to plan. Um, but, you know, I think everything worked out the way it did. So I think if you are looking at commuting, that's a really great thing. Um, it can be tiring. But if you're close enough to do it, it's so much easier and it saves you so much money. <laughs> but if you want to go away and have that social life, that's also great too. Mingling with all the other years and groups and students is also fantastic. Four is class size. So for me, I knew I needed a lot more training. So I wanted to go somewhere where the classes were slightly smaller, where you knew you were going to get looked at at least once in the class and get a little bit of feedback each day. Whereas I went and auditioned at some places and I felt like a, a number, not an aim. And they were these massive rooms and you really had to work hard to just be seen. And that is exactly what it's like in an audition room. So for someone who had got such a great technical base behind them, that would have been great because you'd have been practicing auditions every day of your life. You would be nailing them out there right now because you had got that practice. However, I knew that I wasn't ready for that. So it totally depends on where you are. So that's something else that you can consider what you feel you need on class size. Graduates, where are they working? What lines of work are they getting into from that college? So I think that would have also helped so many people who came on my three-year course. Had they have known what lines of work they were actually going into, I think their decision making may have been different because they chose somewhere that all the people were coming out of musical theatre course and going into heavily dance-based shows. And as an actor-singer, which some of them were, I think they probably would have chosen somewhere different that suited them more had they known what the graduates are going into. So I think that's definitely worth researching because that's where all their connections are that's kind of training they're putting out for their students. Research. Whenever you're doing your research, research thoroughly. Look at show programmes. Do it backwards. Do it in reverse. Look at the shows that you want to be in. 
look at where all the graduates, all the performers have trained and graduated from, and then look at the names that keep popping up every time. They'd be probably great places to go. Look online. You know, the internet is at your disposal now. Really use it. Social media is a great way to do your research and see how the college runs on a day-to-day basis and see what they're doing see what connections they have, who are they bringing in, what exciting things have they got going on. And you can also get a really great eye for the facilities because all of their stuff will be not only on their website, which will be great professional photos, but when you're looking on their social media, you can often see what the studios look like, what the facilities look like, whether they've got a gym on site, all that kind of thing. Open days and audition days, they are a great way to get a feel for a school and see how it runs. Open days and audition days can be expensive to get to. While they are great and probably one of the most accurate ways you can tell if you want to go there or go audition there, they are expensive. So for me, mummy and my mum knew that, you know, we couldn't really go around everywhere. We didn't have the time, we didn't have the money to do that. So we went to an event that was held by CDMT, which is a governing body for schools. And we went there and their conventions are a lot, lot bigger now. This was one of the first ones they ever did. And um, there was like 14 schools that all went to this convention. And I got to walk around and I got to talk to people from each different school. Not only their actual students, but their teachers and the principal and the vice principal and ask questions um get prospectuses get anything that they put up to off them you know and and get a really good idea of where I wanted to come and audition and because they were all there on one day it saved a lot of money and a lot of traveling around and a lot of hassle so if you can go to things like that there's now CDMT there's can you dance there's move it there's all of those kind of big exhibition-y type shows that will hopefully be back on soon um which we can go around and have a look around and get a sense and a vibe for all the different schools. The next thing is funding. Now, this was a huge decision maker for me. I knew I wasn't eligible for a degree course, so student loans were out the window. BTEC, there's not much funding for those out there. When it comes to a diploma, I could only go to schools that were CDMT registered. So that meant they had dance and drama awards. So they are means-tested based funding and if you pass the first audition you are invited for a second audition which is your funding audition and if you get through that you are then looked at for being awarded a DADA. So the school get a pot of money and they get to divide it up however they like between performers and that was really the only way of me securing the funds to be able to do performing arts training. There are also loans and ways that you can now um fundraise the money at the time fundraising wasn't a big thing because this was seven years ago now so things like GoFundMe all that kind of stuff was was if it was around it was brand new um but I hadn't really heard of it there was a career development loan which is still around now and that was my last last resort because I know I'm really funny about money and anyone who knows me will know I am too So for me, I didn't want a debt hanging over my head. And the day you graduate, whether you are working or not, you have to start paying that loan back. So I knew I didn't want that. Um, But, you know, 
did if it meant I could train I did want that so it was like last resort kind of thing for me but I had it in the back of my mind but like I say where I wanted to go and where I auditioned was very much based on the funding aspect facilities what facilities do they have are they able to put on showcases there do they have great studio spaces do they have links with theatres do they have a gym where you can go do they have somewhere where you can go and practice do they have a singing studio where you can record everything and then the very last thing which I always tell you to go with is the gut feeling you walk into a place and you get a feeling and it's got to be how you feel this is not your parents decision it's not your teacher's decision it's not your friend's decision it is your decision to make you are going to be the one spending time there it has to be up to you so please bear that in mind when, you know, people who you know have been there are saying, oh yeah, it's great. They may be great for them, but is it going to be great for you? If you know you're going to be happy there, go for it. And if you know you don't really like it, but your teacher is pushing you to go there, go somewhere where you're going to be happy. This isn't your teacher's training. And you hear it so much. I even hear it so much. The teacher's pushing people to go to certain places and it's got to be up to you. So that's why I never give lists out because it's got to be your feeling. So I hope that helps. I hope that gives you an overall look at what factors you can consider when you're doing your research and when you're considering where to train. If you think this episode has been helpful, please head to iTunes and leave a review. I would be so grateful. And please keep downloading the episodes Um, keep sharing on your social media if you share and tag us at the performer journals we will give you a shout out on our story a massive thank you for listening I've been your host Bethany and Wynn and this has been performer talks